Well, hoo-wee. <laughs> we have got what could possibly be one of, if not the best episode ever. Not to make it up too much, of course. But we have a different episode for you today. This is episode 19, Upgrade Your Thinking, Life 2.0, with English Monroe. That's right. For the first time ever on Powerful Nonsense, we are interviewing someone. We're having a third... I was going to say third wheel. That's probably not not doing him justice at all. A third voice in your earpods. English Monroe, who is the uh, creative director of fivepoundtees.com. And we are planning as well to have a lot more interviews in the future as well. Um, This is our first one, and my goodness, did it go well. It was good. I enjoyed it. It was really good. He blew my mind. This is the first time I've ever spoken or encountered English before. Gem's known him for a while um, and has been going, let's get him on, let's get him on, let's get him on. (laughs) And um, yeah, you're in for a real, real treat with this one. Uh, He talks about uh, visualization. He talks about self-improvement, self-development. Identity. Identity. He he spoke a little bit about his career as an MMA fighter. Yeah, and how he applies that to his his life. Fighting depression. Yeah, I mean, this guy went from the lowest of lows to probably the highest of highs. I have never... And he's on cruise control at the moment. Yeah, cruise control (laughs) to the moon and beyond. And he's he like talks about how he did that, and yeah, yeah. I'm just I've I've rarely encountered anyone with such a positive outlook on life, which is he. I, as I said after we hit hit unrecord on the interview, like that guy has blown my mind. So um, before I chat on too long, <laughs> we should probably just let you listen to him. <laughs> yeah, we should. Oh, but before we do, we were going to throw in a couple of quotes, weren't we? Do you okay. want to throw them in, or do you think they're superfluous? To be honest, I don't think we need them. I think there's okay. so many quotes that English said for himself that That's you, true. the audience can pick out. That's true. So, no quotes from us on this episode, but listen intently to English. Also, I will say, this is probably, in fact, this is definitely the longest episode we've ever done. But fear not, like, everything is just, like, it is practically the English Monroe Show. Because me and you hardly said anything. We just listened to We just to sat guy. there in awe. Yeah. <laughs> just listening to all the all these golden nuggets he threw out. So stick with it. And, and I mean, if you're not hypnotized by what this guy is saying, there's something wrong with you. So or, you've got, or you've got your life sorted out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, English Monroe. Okay. So we've got a uh, bit of a different episode this week for Powerful Nonsense. We've got a guest on, and it's English Monroe, a good friend of mine who I found through YouTube, actually, and reached out to him and loved what he was talking about, and so I thought, actually, yep, we've got to get him on the podcast. So, um, English, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Very pleased to be here. Thanks for having me on, first of all. No problem. Uh, Pleasure, pleasure to be on. Um, What do you want to know? Lots of stuff. Just uh, tell us what you're up to now at the moment. Um, well, I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I'm currently running an online clothing uh, company called FivePoundTees.com. Um, to be honest, it's a bit of an excuse uh, for me to, 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 to have fun uh, meeting people and uh, you know um, spreading what I call Thrive Consciousness 
And uh, yeah, so I'm using, I'm selling clothes as an excuse to kind of get out about and meet people. But uh, yeah, so it's as much of a social enterprise as it is, uh, you know, about e-tailing. Um, but no, yeah, it's a lot of fun and it's growing well. And what was you doing before you uh, got your thrive consciousness? <laughs> A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm really um, a musician. Really, I worked in the music industry from the age of 14 years old up until recently, and I'm in my 30s, so it's, it was a while. Early 30s. Uh, yeah, early 30s. Yeah, that's, really <laughs> that's an not, important point to make. Not, early 30s. Nobody ever believes me. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought, I thought you was the same age as us. I was like, yeah, you must be like 25, 26. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I usually get. But uh, which is a blessing. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not cursing it. But uh, yeah, no. So I, I just always been uh, creative. Um, you know, song songwriting, and uh, just just always yeah, in and around the creative industries. And so uh, entrepreneurship is kind of just natural because music is a business as well. So you know, it's a lot. I've, I've always since a young age been doing a lot of left and right brained uh, activity and so you know having a business where you get to create but you've also you know got to, got to structure things and you've got to figure things out um, just works really well for me and, and as you know from our previous conversations obviously the audience won't be privy to this but um, I'm very much uh, for you know living your dream life you know designing the life that you want to lead and not living a life that's been handed to you um, from somebody else or what society says you should uh, live. Because who is society to tell you? Who <laughs> <laughs> indeed? And so, uh, and so, yeah. So that that that, that was um, that that's kind of what's brought me to to where I am now, which which is you know fantastically a great place. You know, really really enjoying every uh, second of my life now. Um, was just that just that decision just to just to thrive you know and, and I can't really put it any simpler than that rather than just sort of that I made a decision um, that I'm going to do the things that I enjoy doing and pretty much nothing else <laughs> that's good so are you are you still keeping up all of the musician creative side of stuff as well as doing your, your absolutely absolutely and to be honest it, it, I kind of built the business so it, it can all be rolled into one because um, with with any business now as um you know, for those who are familiar with Gary V, Gary Benefit says, whatever business you're in, you are kind of a media company first, so you have to produce content. And so that, that's great for me because I love producing content. So I can do little skip videos, I can do music videos, I can interview musicians, I can do little musical pieces. It just, uh, you know, enables me to do all of that. But, but yeah, but very, um, I am sort of um, still involved in music, writing with artists, working with artists, and, um, and also doing a bit of uh, screenwriting as well. So uh, yeah, just uh, whatever whatever takes my fancy, um, I go for it. Not not in a disorganised way. You know, I am very much. I like to have a big picture of things and plan. Um, but uh, just personally, I feel like I have a I have a large capacity to sort of handle you know multiple projects at, at one time. So yeah, I'm still involved in in, in all of those things. Good, and uh, I'm going to ask this really from a selfish point of view because sure. I think we're kind of in a similar boat because I don't know if Jem's told you, but I'm an actor and I've got a theatre company that I've set up as well. So um, are you finding it easy to keep a balance between running your business? Because obviously running a business takes up a lot of time and a lot of effort. Yeah. And are yeah. you finding it easy to keep a balance between uh, the business side and why you're doing that and then also 
the creative side and pursuing the creative projects and how you're managing to find that balance? Do you know, I get asked that question a lot and um, I, don't, I don't separate it in my mind. Um, I, I, I manage myself, I manage my life and uh, they're, all, they're all elements of me being me. You know, my, 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 my perspective is that, you know, I'm, I'm here, I'm a consciousness here on this earth and um, I manage myself. You know, I, I, if I'm running a business, that's a, part, that's a part of an expression of me. If I'm doing a creative thing, it's a part of an expression of me. And I, and I struggled with it more when I did separate it in my mind, you know, that I have to be uh, this person or that person. I just look at it as another, it's a, it's a different side of the facet of the same diamond. You know, it's not a completely different rock, you know what I mean? So, um, so I, don't, I just don't separate it in my mind. It's all, it's all one organic blob of, of living. <laughs> that's, that's what I say to myself all the time because I always feel like I've got like a hundred different things going on and I think as you sort of get older you start to sort of tie those dots together like I love the fitness, I love the psychology, I love the writing, I love yeah, yeah, all yeah, these yeah, different absolutely. elements and then you kind of realise that I think initially when you're starting out I think you kind of think you're just sort of randomly going into these into these random bits you're interested in and yeah. as you sort of get older you start finding ways of actually connecting the dots together like we were saying in the podcast last time about mm -hmm. Steve Jobs talks about sort of connecting those dots and yeah. I think that's what you do and that's what that sort of leads you on to saying oh okay you kind of put all those energies into that sort of moving forward. Absolutely. I think for me, what what makes it possible for me is that I kind of have a an end goal picture in my mind um, of of where I'd like to get to, which is beyond where I know I'll ever get to. Um, but because it's such a fixed destination, then I just make sure that everything that I do moves the plot forward towards that that destination that I that I put in. And I think you kind of you can get lost easily obviously if you don't have a destination of where you're going you know you get you have more disorientation about where you are because you don't know where you're going and so for me that was like that was the key that was the first that was step number one you know and it's not about any particular accomplishment per se but you're more of this is who I want to be ultimately if I could literally design myself on a piece of paper write down okay this is the traits I'm going to have da, 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 and throw some accomplishments in there as well as milestones on the way to becoming that guy because that is very set then uh, there's a there's a there's a wide span there's a small sport of activity that could move me towards that ultimate vision of myself and as long as I'm involved in one of those things um, then it then it does really all feel like the same thing, although they could be you know very sort of polar activities seemingly to to somebody else. One thing, obviously, we spoke about before is when we had the Skype conversation last week. We were talking about you felt like you're sort of having a rebirth. Yeah, you, absolutely. Was, was there something that sort of was <laughs> was there a sort of that definitive moment that was like okay, things have got to change, or was it kind yeah. of a progress of? Absolutely, absolutely. I'm sure something very personal. I mean, I I was. Um, sort of running my own music production company. Well, not sort of. I was running my own music production company. I had a lot of sort of big disappointments in music. You know, a lot that that people would have recovered from. Where basically I was on the verge of making, you know, like megabucks, and uh, for one reason or another, it didn't happen. And this, this, this and then we're talking about, you know, literally like, you know, miss, missing from from, a, you know, miss, missing a chance where you're like literally in front of the goal with no goalie sort of thing and, and <laughs> 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 a couple of those kind of moments <laughs> in, in music 
and uh, it, it started me on a you know on a road of, of depression and uh, I basically got to a place where I was where I was pretty much suicidal and I, and I actually had a range to sort of you know something called a friend well I would call a friend associate uh, you know to get a gun and you know all of this kind of thing very very morbid um, but it, it was almost like a moment of curiosity that turned it all around for me because I thought how does how does somebody like myself, and I've always been a very, you know, positive, um, strong person, you know, um, just always kind of the person people look to for inspiration and strength. And I thought, how do, how do I get into this position? You know, how did I be, be, become this weekend? It was almost that curiosity as to as to how that kind of changed my whole changed my whole life because then I I started to sort of research, you know, basically how do you get good at life. You know, <laughs> and I had to really get good at life, and I started to realize that basically, the you know everything there, there wasn't really anything wrong. You know, it was all sort of created in my mind, and that the thing that I needed to change was my mind. The, the, the circumstances, you know, were, were not were not dire, and uh, as I say that that I do <clears throat> certainly very much consider myself a personal developer, and that was the beginning of my journey um, into personal development, just, just being curious as to how, oh, what, what, this, is, this is interesting, I'm suicidal, I wonder how this happened. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, less, it's led to me being a, a, a completely uh, new person and um, it's just fantastic, it's really, really fantastic. So obviously I'm, a, I'm an advocate for for the, the, the thinking, the schools of thought that I have in my mind, pretty much because they saved my life. And it's, you know, if you if you use the headache tablet or anything that you found good, you're going to tell your tell your friends about it. And uh, I guess that's that's kind of how we met because I I decided that I was going to you know do the vlog and and put the videos out there and put some of the ideas out there <clears throat> that that helped me just to help my friends. You know, all of my brother. Um, and a few friends of mine always used to say to me, I wish I had somebody like you around every day, you know, because my brother was in uni and goes, you know, just somebody who's encouraging and could share thoughts with and motivational, but also technologies as well, you know, not just sort of every theory out there, ideas, but things that were that were more practical that you could do. And so, yeah, so I guess, as I said, that's how we met, did the vlog, and <clears throat> a lot of people really, really appreciated it. Unfortunately, I've got... Um, very very busy with the business and I, and I wasn't able to sort of continue it in the frequency that I'd like but uh, started um, sort of doing some more public speaking now like I've been to a few colleges and uh, give, giving discourse and that and, and it's something that I'll always do just because obviously I believe in the the, uh, the ideas that are sort of helping me to, to feel mentally and emotionally um, very healthy you know so yeah, it's good. Do you remember where you, I mean when you was a right at that rock bottom what was the first thing you reached for was it a book was it somebody what i believe it was um <clears throat> there was a couple there was a there was a few come across <clears throat> jim Rohn, teachings of jim Rohn on youtube brian tracy and obviously tony robbins you always get <laughs> you always somehow come across tony robbins <laughs> and um yeah it was just uh, there was just a lot of um <clears throat> Les Brown as well was 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 one. These, these are all just sort of like YouTube videos that I come across. Um, but I think I think that the the central thought of any of uh, personal development is always to do with thought, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? And that's sort of the, the central idea that comes out that uh, if you can change your thinking, you can change your life. You know, 
And uh, it was very evident to me that it was my thinking, you know, that, that had got me into, this, into feeling the way I felt. Because actually my physical circumstances were not that bad, you know, in comparison to, to a lot of situations that are happening on the globe right now. Uh, so it was, it was almost immediately evident to me, but then just because you, you recognize it, it doesn't mean you have any skill in doing that. And so that's really the journey, you know. So it, once you have the realization of the truth, you then have to get about doing the work of actually changing your thinking. Um, but yeah, it just really did start with just grasping that idea. And what was, what was empowering about that, actually, is that that was something that I could, that was totally in my control. Do you know what I mean? It was like, okay, ima imagine if I, if I did my research and I was like, okay, you have to go to this mountain in this country and you have to climb it and you've got to like make an elixir with this plant. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's, 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 a whole, that's a whole different thing. Do you know what I mean? But for someone to say to you, hey, look, you can fix your life by changing your thoughts. I know, I, you know, that, that's like, okay, that's in my hands. You know, that's something that's doable. You know, that's very doable. And so... That was sort of that was very encouraging to me that it, that it wasn't you know it wasn't something that, that I thought was going to be impossible you know that it, that it, that it was something that, that I could that I could control and so yeah so I was so I was up for it you know I was up for the journey. Was there anything that particularly kind of sticks in your mind as something that you came across that was kind of like the turning point of where you kind of went? It was just like one particular quote or one particular book that made you particularly go. Oh my god, I've got this completely wrong, and I can I now know how to turn it around. Like someone just gave you the key to life. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't I can't really I, I I don't know if I could pinpoint one particular one particular quote because to be honest, everything I read felt like that. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It was like it was it was just it was just blatantly obvious from sort of like the the the, the circumstances that I had were sort of like 99% created from how I was thinking, you know, and, and sort of the immediate, I'll tell you, actually, I'll tell you an interesting story about when I, when I first started, because obviously <laughs> I, was te I was testing the theories, I was testing the theories, so um, I, was an, I was an untidy person at the time, you know, you never, if I ate something, that's where the plate and the battle fork stay. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never heard of that. I'd, I'd never do anything like that. Jackets actually. on the floor, you know, just, just, just untidy. And so the first thing that, that the, the first experiment that I made is it, because it, uh, I can't remember who it was, but they were like, start with something small. It might have been like Jack Campbell or something. They were like, you know, don't try and change some, you know, deeply ingrained thing about yourself first before you haven't built up the muscle or, you know, known these process. Start with something small. So, you know, I picked one room in the house and I was like, I'm going to keep this, I'm going to try and keep this room clean, you know, and I, and I, I'm, <laughs> that, that, that's a nice small change for me. If I can, you know, it was the studio actually. And I was like, you know, if I can just, if I can change myself into the kind of person that keeps this clean for me, that's like, it was like, it would be like, you know, a microcosm for the, for the macro, what would be the macrocosm of, of my full being. And so I started, the first sort of actual technology I started using was just visualization and, and I just started to literally, and I didn't put any more pressure on myself than this, just imagine myself as a tidy person. That's it, that's all I did, was imagine myself as a tidy person, you know, 10 minutes each day, da 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 da. And it did start to, start to show up, I just naturally found my, I actually, 
got to a point, I really got to, to quite an extreme point actually, where like if I saw something out of place, like everything had a home all of a sudden, and uh, if something wasn't in at home, I, was, I compulsively had to put it back. You know, my, uh, my wife at the time, I haven't had that many. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, you know, she, she would kind of despair because she, she put something down and come back in two minutes and it wasn't there. You know, because I just, I, I just put it away. And she was like, I just took something out. You know, it's like, so to me, that was like, man, wow. You know, I literally have done this exercise. I was an untidy person in my habits, and now I'm a tidy person. Like, it's to the point where I couldn't control it, you know, tidy. <laughs> so it was just like, wow, if I can do that in that area, you know, let, let's, let's go. Let's start, <laughs> let's start transforming, you know, the rest of, the rest of my life. Let's, let, let me get, you know, working at, uh, get, get a business that I like. Let me get a body that I like. You know, let me get attitudes that I like. Let me get friends that I like, you know. And so, um, you know, yeah, just, just, uh, just, it is sort of like, I think when you come to sort of understand mental technologies and what, what's possible when you start changing your thinking, you almost start going shopping in your mind, you know, just like, wow, where's my Esther? What, let me see what I can, <laughs> you know, these are the things that I want. And you just, you just go on the road and you, and, you start to, and you start to sort of get them one by one, at least that's been my experience so far. I, I do feel very much locked in an upward spiral, you know, though some days it doesn't, feel like it's all together but then it, it then it comes together it has it has never failed to sort of emerge out of you know a period of confusion to a higher level of of, uh, of comfortability and a higher level of yeah I don't, I don't know it's called consciousness doesn't quite sound like the right word but everything just comes more sort of coherent in my mind um as as i continue down you know down the road of, of developing myself i think there's like um one thing I want to go back to is that you talk about the music. I think there's so many like young people, especially who see like music as that's it, you're out. And I was I was the same with football. It's like if I become a footballer, that's it. Then my life's sorted. And yeah, yeah. You, when you sort of had that dream of okay, getting big in the music industry, and that just fell flat. Like that's what I mean. I think a lot of young people put it put too much pressure on that one thing happening. Yeah. Like how did you sort of what what sort of implications do you think that sort of has when you have that mentality? Because I think a lot of young people go in it like that where they have that. That one thing, and I know for a lot of young people, is that it's the music game as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, and I, I at last last talk again at Bedford College as well. There was quite a few musicians there, and I had a flurry of questions from them as well. So yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. I mean, I, I've got I've got some some different views on that, which which we'll, we'll probably have to save for another <laughs> for another podcast. But I mean, I, I did a vlog um, episode about basically saying that. You know, the, 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 the one thing that you need in your life is you. The one thing that you need in your life is you. And everything else um, is not disastrous to lose, <laughs> basically. You know, as long as you, don't, as long as you don't lose yourself. And I think you, you, can't, you can't sort of put, you know, there's, there, there's, no, there's nothing outside of yourself um, that that if you lose, you know, and let's not be silly and start obviously talking about the necessities of like, like air and food, but you know what I mean, outside of, outside of the things that you need to actually sustain your physical, physical organism, as long as you're in your life, like really presently in your life, loving yourself and for yourself, um, then even if one or the other dream doesn't happen, it won't crush you. 
it won't crush you. You, you, you're the only person that can crush you. This is what I realized when I was, um, you know, in depression and suicidal. That I, I, it wasn't anything external that caused that to happen. It was my interpretation of the things that happened. It was the meaning that I was giving uh, to it that had crushed me, and that actually, having come through all of that, I realized that there is a part of you that is that is sort of inviolate in a way. You know what I mean? It, it, it can't it can't be harmed by by things that happen on the outside, really. Um, but but you can harm it if you think in the wrong way, you know. And so that's why now, like I say, I don't I don't feel I feel like there's any life circumstance that that would ever crush me. And uh, but but because we are we have a society that is so focused on uh, what you do you know, what you have, as opposed to who you are, then I think that's what, that's kind of what you have, don't you? You have people with these ideals of, of, uh, of certain, you know, vocation or, and, and, and whatever toys and things come with that, that level of status and that, and that job. And they, they kind of see that as their, as an identity, you know, and, and it's not, it's not the case. And so they feel like if they don't have those things, they don't know who they are, which is really, really sad but <laughs> yeah so I just sort of encourage you know that everything that I you know if anybody yeah, watch my vlogs anything that I ever spoke about was really about yourself and your, and your mindset and uh, how you're going to approach things because you are you are the, the one that that is driving your life you are the wind in your sails do you know what I mean and so if you're if you're always going it kind of almost in a way doesn't really matter you know what, what happens circumstantially I, you know, I've learned to enjoy, you know, some of the, some of my what, what I've, days that would ru ruin people, you know, like, ru ruin some people's mood completely, and uh, those have been some of my some most joyous days. You know, at the end of the day, I come back and I, you know, I laugh about things, and you know, I think, okay, I'll do that differently, and you know, and so yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't want to, you know, try and paint like I'm uh, superhuman. Um, but I am, I am at a place where I sort of, I, I, I'm finding it a lot easier to deal with things that before, you know, would have, would have left me down for, 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 for extended periods of time. So, yeah, I would just say you gotta, you gotta, it, you know, it sounds a bit corny about loving yourself and things like that, but it's really, there's really nothing corny about it. It's very, very powerful. Uh, thing to do, accept yourself and know yourself. And if you genuinely don't like yourself, and I've been in that position, then change. That's fine. It's all right not to like if you recognize that you have an ingrained pattern of thinking or a habit that you don't like. Um, know that it is a habit. You know, it, it's not. It's not. You weren't born with it. You've developed it somewhere along the way, and you've been practicing it, and now you're very good at it. <laughs> But uh, but uh, but if, what, if you decide, if you're looking at it now and you go I don't like that, then you just start the work of changing it, and then you can like yourself even in the process because you made the decision that you don't want to be that guy, even if it pops up again, and and you get angry with yourself, you can be happy that you got angry with yourself for displaying that trait that you're now, you know, you, you you've had a change and you you kind of and that's really who you are to me is about who you decide to be, you know, not, not the old habits that pop up every now and again, but actually the decisions that you've made in your mind about the kind of person that you want to be and that you're actively trying uh, to display because that is, the higher, that is the higher function, isn't it? Choice, you know, what we, what we choose to do is really what distinguishes us 
from an animal. An animal can't go against what it feels like doing. It must act mm -hmm. by instinct. Um, we are the only life form that we know that can act so higher than on nature. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that can act higher than a feeling that we're feeling at any particular moment and can make a choice um, to do something different. And so I think when you're exercising that choice, um, in 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 a in a you know however you define good to you, then you will you naturally you'll feel good about yourself or can feel good about you know who you are in making the decision to do something, you know not not what just happens spontaneously because that is a lot of programmed in beliefs that that probably you didn't choose you know. One thing I think is like obviously like you said about identity there, people do have all these sort of superficial identities like what car they drive, where they live. I mean yes. I know if, when you go meet a friend the first thing is like oh where do you work now and even that everyone gets really awkward like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because when you talk about what you do it's sort of synonymous with your identity like oh where do you work, you say oh I work in I don't know TK Maxx or something, oh okay that I've already put an identity on you of who you are and what you do <laughs> yeah. because, because people don't know who they are like they don't know it they think whatever I whatever I'm wearing whatever I'm doing that's that that sort of describes who I am yeah. how, how would you say to someone who's sort of so like caught up in that that sort of world where the things outside of them is their identity how do you start stripping that away and actually find out who you are and I know for myself I started doing that and it gets scary because you're like actually who am I like and it gets scary because you kind of really have to delve really deep. Like, what sort? Of, what sort did you do to kind of strip away and really find out like who you were? Well, I think, I think ultimately you've got to you've got to want to. Um, you've got to, that, that. That's kind of like step one um, of anything is that you've got to want to step away because what I find a lot of, a lot of times. Well, when I when I first started. And, you know, you, you come across all this stuff and you think, great, you know, I can free people from all this ridiculous pressure that they're under. But uh, they, they, they don't want to be free just yet, you know what I mean? And so I think the very, very first step, before you can sort of teach anybody anything, is that they, 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 somebody's got to be ready, um, want to step away from that, you know what I mean? And, and kind of recognise that they, uh, yeah, you know, that it doesn't feel right. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't. It is it, at some point it has to resonate with them that they are not their job, you know. And then, and then you can sort of begin to to sort of step away from that. But I think in it is. I'll go back to the point of kind of knowing. If you don't know who you are, you must at least know who you want to be. Do you know what I mean? And you have to have a picture in your mind. So you have to sort of sit down and say, this is who I'd like to be. And, and we're not talking about things. You've, you've got to take things out of the equation. To, I'm talking about, you know, how, what, what values do you want to have? What traits do you want to have? And I think that until you, in your mind, start to think of yourself in those terms, or at least want to think of yourself in those terms, then it's going to be impossible for you to separate yourself from your from your job because that that's your criteria. Um, so yeah, I don't know if I've really answered your question. No, that's fine. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think you've you've got to think about yourself as a as a being with traits versus as a a person who's doing X Y and Z. As as my friend James always says, you know, we're human beings. We're not human doings. And uh, we are, yeah, you know, it's, it's who, are, who are you being, you know? And I think ultimately 
um, if you are the right person, you will uh, the, you you'll you'll get higher positions in life. You know, as as society would see it. Not that it's a necessity, but just from what from my own thing. When you start to thrive as a person, you know, that's very attractive to people. And um, attractive people tend to do well, you know, not not physically, but you know, but uh, just in their uh, in their in their spirit, for want of a for want of a less um, maligned word. <laughs> we we uh, spoke a lot. Obviously, there's also you say there you attract people, but I know also yes. you kind of you have to you end up like offending a lot of people, and you might have to strip people away. I know we've spoke yes. about that a lot, and you, yes, yeah, absolutely, you've got a lot of experience of having to cut people out of your out of your life in a way because absolutely. they kind of. Yeah hold you back to the old you so very much so yeah yeah i mean it's just like if you you know if you want to quit smoking you can't hang around with smokers all day long it just doesn't it's just not gonna it's just not gonna be very very helpful unless you're you're one in a gazillion who you know <laughs> can forego all of that pressure of being around something that you've been a slave to for a long time so i think for me i i, I mean i personally and I, and probably that most people have have had instances like this where I, I was in, I've been involved in, in joint ventures with people where somebody has had a, a change of heart, decided they want to do something else, you know, either with their life or with their work or whatever, and they've literally just left. You know, <laughs> they've literally just gone about their merry way and, uh, you know, left me and, and a few others of us like, really? Like, we've been working on this thing, you know, and you're like, you need them. They're like a vital part of it. And uh, and have just left and and those as selfless as you want to be in life, you must know that another human being external of you can and usually will at, at, at any time make a choice for them, you know. And, and uh, however that affects you, you know, however that affects you, they're, they're not going to be thinking about that. And so, in a way, at first it was like I I, I didn't like that. But uh, but actually, I'm 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 now sort of like an advocate for it because everybody should be allowed to to change the direction of their life. You know, so so what if it affects me? You know what I mean? <laughs> I can't I can't put my life experience over the next man. The next man must live, for, you know, for for his for himself. You know, because he knows that at the same time, if my mind changed, so for me, that was the sort of beginning of not feeling any way about cutting off. Um, people, or no, and, and to be fair, um, guys, I haven't really necessarily cut people out. Do you know what I mean? It's just that I don't, I, I might not spend time. It's no like love loss. It's not, an, it's not an emotional um, cutting out, or you know, there's, there's no, there's no malice in there from my side. It's just deciding that you know, in, in accord with my, my, what the goals that I have, who I want to be, then I have to spend you know, little or no time with person X, you know, because of the traits that they're currently displaying. And if that was to, if their circumstances were to change and our goals were to now be aligned, then I have no problem, you know, sort of like walking hand hand in hand with them again. But yeah, but, you know, for, on a sort of teaching note, yeah, anybody who's, who's looking to change, you've just got to find somebody who's, who's in the same mind. Otherwise it just doesn't work. You know, if, you, if you're trying to get fit and you've got an exercise partner 
who is also trying to get fit, but both of you, none of you have any experience of being regular at the gym. And you know, you're gonna ring each other up one day and go, I don't feel like going this morning, nah, nah, do I? And you're both not gonna go, do you know what I mean? You, <laughs> you need somebody who's in the mind of no matter what happens, I'm gonna go, you know what I mean? So you gotta find people with that new mindset that you're after. And uh, they're, they're going to be the ones that can that can take you up that mountain because they've been up that mountain or they're at the top of that mountain. So they're going to be able to guide you. So, I mean, it goes back to you've got to, you've got to know what you want. You've got to know what you want. If you don't know what you want, what, how can you really do anything in life? You know what I mean? Other than be drifting at really being blown about by circumstances and, you know, that change, you know, daily, weekly, monthly, you know, then you really have no chance of having any identity or any, you know, or really being anything that, that feels cohesive, uh, feels com- comfortable and that, that it can give you any sort of contentment. So um, a concrete desire is always a good place to start, you know, for, for who you want to be. I'd like to just touch on um, on the people in your life and yes. distancing yourself from people. Yes. Because this is a problem that I have. Yes. Um, that I think a lot of people probably also have as well. Absolutely. I actually get very attached to people very quickly and I'm very nostalgic in terms yes. of spending time <laughs> with people and all that sort of thing. So even yeah. when it's come to uh, people that I've had a massive falling out with or anything like that for whatever reason, or even if it's an ex-girlfriend that I've broken up with that's like crushed me or whatever, <laughs> I, I still kind of can't help but kind of want them in my life. Yes. So how do you deal with knowing that you need to kind of distance yourself or cut someone out completely and how do you deal with the kind of conflict of that because even if you do know kind of where you want to head and you know if we took the ex-girlfriend example you know the you know they've cheated on me they've (laughs) treated me like shit like they've destroyed me as a character (laughs) yeah (laughs) they've destroyed me as a character and I've I've lost all my confidence and everything like that and so it's really damaged me and and my my um my demeanor and and everything about me and my character and it's really damaged me and yet I still cannot help but want to spend time with them and all that sort of stuff like you've had to go at me in the past haven't you Jen for spending time with people that I shouldn't be Um, and I said yeah but I'm happy spending time with them so how do you how do you deal with with that kind of conflict yeah that is that is um that is a very very good question I think the first thing to say that is that it's it's never going to be easy you know, this, I don't think there's anything that I can say that's going to make it easy. Um, it is very difficult because, as you say, we do form um, emotional bonds with people. Uh, and, and to the end, is, you know, I think you, the, the quality of your life is about the quality of the connections that you make, isn't it, um, with people. Uh, oh, firstly, I believe with yourself, because obviously if you're not connected to yourself, it's hard to sort of genuinely experience anything. But yeah, we do get very, very connected to people. And I'm, uh, you sound much like myself. Like I really, if there was one skill I wish I'd had, I, <laughs> it would be like holding grudges. That sounds weird. <laughs> I know that sounds really weird, but I just can't hold a grudge. I literally like wake up in the morning and I can't even recall the feeling <laughs> of anger that I had you know, towards the person the day before. But in my, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the the, uh, the school of thought that that really helps me to to distance myself from the person, and this is. Um, sort of been experientially um, evidence to me in my life as well is that it is for me I know it's a greater good not just for me but also for them because often 
times, what can, what will happen over time is, is that if you have a new um, direction, if you have a new uh, school of thought that you, that you believe is good, <clears throat> and anything that you have that is good, you want your friends to have, right? You know, if you drink a new drink, you want them to try it. If you go to a new restaurant, you want to take them there. And so you've got this new school of thought, and so you'd, you'd like them to, to join you in it as well. Because obviously as well, the minute that you have it, you're conscious of the fact that this is something that could be divisive. So, so, you're, like, so you're like, let's try, let's try and get them in. But, and, and you can get someone in to you know, what is 100% a better way of, of thinking, you know, and will lead to a better life for them if you show them the fruits, you know what I mean? And so, but obviously if you're just a seedling in it at the moment, you haven't got any fruit to show them. <laughs> you're just kind of telling them uh, an ideology. And so I, I realized that. And so it wasn't until, you know, like when I started running, like I run, I mean, now it's 4 a.m., which is, seems quite extreme <laughs> to a lot of people. But uh, yeah, every day I run at 4 a.m. That, that's very difficult for somebody to deny that you've changed in some way. That <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so people usually marvel, like, you know, how do you do that? And so because I've taken my mental technologies and it's now can physically be seen the results of it, you know, with the kind of consistency that, it's just, you know, this isn't, this isn't like a fad, this isn't like whimsical. And then people are, are more. Then basically, what you do is you you change the, the you change the premise of the uh, of the relationship. You know what I mean? You move it uh, to a place where now they they want to join you. Do you know what I mean? So ultimately, I never think I'm going to lose somebody completely. I just think I'm cha- I'm just changing the landscape that we're that we're standing on. And once we're in the new landscape, I know there's going to be a point. Where they're going to be, they're, now they want. Now they want to know about you know the, where I'm heading. This thing that rep- turned them away before, there there usually will come a point where people start to sort of be reinterested. You, but they don't. But they can no longer approach that re- the, their relationship with you from the same angle because you're in a completely different position. So it's impossible for them to kind of even converse with you on the same level because it's completely changed. And so I'm going in a long-winded way of saying that basically I persist, I I sort of deal with those feelings by knowing that it's going to lead to, in my mind, I know it will lead to a better quality of relationship Mm -hmm. between us and also a better quality of life for them. So in my way, for, for me, it is very much, in that way, it becomes sort of like a selfless thing because if I was being selfish, I would just enjoy their company. Um, but because I know that by doing that, I'd kind of be depriving them of something and also not helping myself, that, that situation then becomes the lose-lose. Do you know what I mean? And, uh, and so I, I, don't, I definitely don't want the lose-lose. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so to me, I, I, I'm, I, and I've always been this way, I'm going for the big win in the way. I'm going, I'm going for, I'm going to continue to follow this road. I'm going to have fruits doing this. And they will reconnect with me when they're ready and when they've seen the benefit of, you know, the thing that's been, you know, seemingly uh, dividing us in a way. And, I, and I've had, and to be honest, I've, I've started reconnecting with quite a few people after I started doing the vlog as well, because 
Um, I mean, nobody I know has ever done vlogging. You know, it's like really, <laughs> really bizarre. We don't, we don't vlog around here. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's not who we are. You know? so, and so I had a lot of old friends that have reached out to me and some of them started using Metrogem. Now we are reconnecting, but not like how we used to before, you know, not in the pub or not, you know, just not in ways that I'm just not, I just don't do anymore. And so I, I, I don't think I've really lost anybody. I think it's a sort of temporary disconnection. Um, but in, in the disconnected times, it is just difficult. But for me, uh, what keeps me sort of adamant in keeping my distance is that I'm actually doing them doing them a service you know I'd be doing them a disservice if I sort of continued to to join them in 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 things that I know are not good for them and and not good for me then cool. as that was helpful yeah <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about your business and obviously yeah, you've obviously tried you've done the music stuff I know you've done a bit of uh, MMA as well I know you've done your um love that you start yeah we'll talk a little bit about that later on <laughs> But with the business, obviously, it's a massive. Um, a lot of people think about starting their own businesses, yeah. and like you have huge goals. Like, how do you sort of? Because I know I struggle with keeping up momentum. Mm -hmm. and I was just wondering, like, how do you keep up momentum? Like, or how do you when when the, the vision looks so big? Where do you start? How do you even start chipping away? Like, how do you keep that mindset there? Um, so I say, say the question again. I, know, I said about <laughs> six different reasons. There. The main thing is like, how do you when you've got that big idea? Yeah. How do you sort of like keep momentum? I know because it's easy to have an idea and if you get ma massively excited about it and then you're like, okay, now I've actually got to do the work. <laughs> how, how do you sort of tackle that? I think that for me, it is sort of constant. I'm more, I'm more on the planning side of things and I, I, I don't want to make this, I want to try and say this sort of in, the, in a way that doesn't sort of lead you away from the point of what I'm trying to say. Basically, I think a lot about the business. And I think that people who are in business spend a lot of time doing and not enough time thinking. Um, because they just feel that because you're in business, you should be busy, right? You know, so I should be doing something. And I, I, was, I was saying to some people in the office actually yesterday, I was saying that, that actually the, 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 when I do the most damage is when I look like I'm doing nothing. When I'm sat down in a room uh, just thinking and, and writing everything out. And I, I, in my mind, I sort of always try to extract the business, the idea, be able to see it as a whole, be able to spin it around, be able to see how all the different parts of the business interact with each other. And then I manage tasks and not time. And so this, this, this is like a key thing for me. Like I, I, I think I, I just try to forget about time completely. I think this is the, this is the goal. Again, I, I, you know, I go back to goals with your business. A lot of people are in business. There's, there's no goals. There's no numbers. There's no concrete numbers that they're aiming for. Um, there's no, you know, key demographic that they're, that they're aiming for. Intent is kind of everything in business for me. What's, what's your intention? What are, you, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to achieve? Once you know that, then you reverse engineer it. You know what I mean? If you, 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 you've got to, you work it out. I, I, love, I love Marie Forleo's Marie um, saying, she says, everything's figureoutable. And in the information age, it absolutely is. 
you know, I, I'm sure next year, I've been saying this to my friend James, I said, next year, if I, you know, when I'm asked, wow, how did you make this big, successful business, you know, and I'll be like, well, I basically Googled it. <laughs> and, and honestly, I can't tell you there's nothing... There's nothing that I'm doing that's that that that's you know making the business run well that really came out of my own mind. Do you know what I mean? The mechanics of running a business is uh, is is very simple, you know. And I think that's what I really really would say. The the mechanics of it is really really simple. What is difficult is the is the mental side of it of getting yourself to do all of the right things. What to do? isn't difficult. You know, if I if I need to figure out, you know, how to get a website, I can figure it out. Or if I can't figure it out, there's somebody who knows it. Do you know what I mean? But the, all, all, all the things that need to be done and, the, and even the secrets that you need to do them in, um, it's, it's just all available online. You can just read about how to do anything, you know. But what, what, you, what usually happens and what has happened to me in the past with Foul Ventures isn't, what, isn't not knowing what to do. It's been my own mental reluctance to do it or to believe that I could do it, you know. And so self-belief comes into business and uh, doubt and fear comes into business. And a lot of businesses fail, not because of their strength for their products or their service, um, but their own personal failings and failure to, 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 to push the button when you should push the button. So I, I in a way, I, I think that an attitude of not worrying about things kind of just as a base, as a base, just keep saying to yourself, I'll figure it out, I'll figure it out. Um, and then just set your mind to figure it out. But yeah, definitely have a, have a destination. This is what I'd like my business to be doing in you know, a year's time. Once you've figured out what you want for your business, then you can just search, research about what you need to do. And so just take the pressure off yourself and just set the intention that's the main thing keep the intention of where you want it to be and then you're and then you're just on the road learning and calibrating as you go you know and, and don't don't pressure yourself at any particular time when things aren't going well just know that you're in a place where you're going to learn something soon and you're going to calibrate and, and like a rubik's cube you know all the colors will align with a few spin, you know, with, with a few small changes. And I've found that I've made some tiny changes sometimes that have made huge differences, huge differences. And, you know, it might have taken me three weeks of article reading just to stumble on that one sentence, that one piece of information um, that kind of changed everything. But so, and so keeping that in your mind that you'll figure it out, you will figure it out, but you've got to know where you're going. You have to know where you're going. I think one of the major sort of killers for people when it comes to sort of having that momentum is you kind of, like you say, you start going on the internet and you start searching, like you've got an idea. I mean, how many young people, I've heard so many, hundreds of young people saying, I'm going to start a clothing line on my own t-shirts. Yes. And then you start comparing yourself to t-shirt companies that are already way bigger than you and you think, well, what's, what's the point of even starting? Like, they've already done what I kind of plan to set out to do. Yeah. I know a lot of people get sort of caught up in that sort of comparison trap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you can't. Well, I say you can't compare. Obviously, you are. First of all, kind of business is not business is not an easy field. Do you know what I mean? So, um, what is it? Six percent of businesses they say that make it over over a ten year period. So we're talking about ninety four percent of people that fall away. So you have to, I think, straight away you got to you got to make a decision that if you if you're going to go into um, 
a, a gladiator arena, you know, then you need to be prepared to act like a gladiator. <laughs> so you got you know, you can't, you can't, um, yeah, you just, at, at the minimum, and we're just talking about a mindset here, you know, at the minimum, you, you're gonna, you, you kind of have to go in there with, with no matter what happens, I'm, I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna fight because I'm in, I'm in an arena where, where, where we're fighting, you know, so, you kind of have to be prepared to be losing at some stage. You know, some guy's got your knee in your neck at some stage. You know, it's just gonna, it's gonna feel uncomfortable. You know, if you don't, if you don't want that, then get a job and let somebody tell you what to do, and you know, and let it be comfortable and easy. So you kind of, you have to be prepared. I've even forgotten your question now, but you have no, to. No, no, that's fine. But I was gonna say, obviously, you're talking about the arena there, and I know you've been a mixed martial art fighter. Like, what sort of habits yeah. do you think you? Nice segue. You like that? See, getting proper pro now. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, with the arena, like, what, what sort of habits did you pull from, like, MMA that now you bring into your life? Oh, this is, this is, that's an amazing question, and I'm so glad you asked me, because it's one of the things that I always, um, I love to tell people, um, which is absolutely true. Basically, when, when, when I, when you train, you, you, you will do things that you be, would never believe was possible. I'll give you a for instance. I was I was at a training class. We went to a training class once, and um, the guy who used to train me just started in. He'd just come back from Thailand. Um, so he had all of these new <laughs> training techniques. And he said, 3,000 3, kicks with the right, 3,000 kicks with the left. I've said to myself, surely that was a speech over. He couldn't have said, <laughs> he couldn't have said 3,000 kicks. You know, that's just not humanly possible to do three thousand <laughs> leg and through the other and uh no no he, he he that's what he said you know and then uh no sorry not three thousand sorry three hundred that really would be impossible <laughs> <laughs> i was like matt what three hundred kicks you know and it's like i, I just i've just never done i don't even think i've done three hundred or anything before in my life other than breasts Uh, (laughs) and uh but but you do it you know you do it and um so uh, when when i was preparing for fights we used to have these these uh sparring sessions where basically it was you versus like six guys and and every five minutes you'd get a fresh guy you know (laughs) to come and punch you in the face you know so it'd be like 40 minutes of uh, of of them switching every five minutes but you fighting the whole time you know and you're just exhausted by the end so I was pushed beyond what I'd what I ever thought I could do and so when you when you realize that what your mind tells you you can do and what you actually can do there's usually a massive gulf between those two things a massive massive gulf so you start to realize that your mind lies to you <laughs> so this is like this is a this is an amazing concept you know what i mean that your that your mind always undersells your ability always undersells your ability and so for me i just always keep that in mind that whatever i think i can do from experience i know i could do probably triple you know if not quadruple what my mind is telling me this is where you would you should stop or this is the end of your ability i just come to know through martial arts that whatever i thought was 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 the top of my ability that somebody else was able to push out of me or in certain or in certain situations was that was able to i was able to perform that double that triple that and so I took that into life, i.e. now with the running, I never would have thought, you know, or even getting up early consistently, 
But uh, even though in the beginning, my mind was telling me, you can't do this. I thought, oh, yeah, but I've heard this before. I've heard, <laughs> <laughs> I've heard this. We can't do stuff before. So rather than throwing it out the window, let me just investigate whether we can or can't do this. I'll, I'll just investigate to see whether I can get up. And usually I find out, you know, as most people will find out, if they're willing to just suspend that voice, then I have to say, no, you're wrong completely in their mind because sometimes that's too far mentally for somewhere to go. But at least, at least if they just say to that voice, okay, let's see, let's just see. Just for argument's sake, let's just see if we can do it. It'd just be like a fun experiment. You know, let, let's see if I can handle this thing. Let's see if I spend a day studying this, you know, new computer program, if I can't start to get a handle on it. Do you know what I mean? And so you just sort of, you've, you've, you've got more in, in, you, in you than you ever sort of tell yourself. And I think that was the, one of the biggest things that I learned from doing martial arts that gave me confidence now to, you know, to, to be in business and to come through all the, the, the difficulties and the low spells that you get. And you just think, oh, I'm never going to figure it out. But uh, in my experience, if you stick with it, you always do. You always do. And one, one question I've got. Look, talking about your four o'clock runs, right? Yes. <laughs> Presumably you get up at about probably half, three, quarter to four. No, no. I get up at Five like four. Two, two minutes to four. Oh, right, and you, that's literally the first thing <laughs> I, you do I, every morning. I throw my trainers. Yeah, literally. Wow. Okay. I actually sleep in my running stuff. <laughs> I actually sleep that's in my... That's a good idea. That's, I've I, done I, that I, before I, when I, I know I've had to get up I, really early for work. But I don't really care. But to be fair, nobody's nobody's out at that time. But no, literally, you're gonna be sweating in it anyway, so there's no point in. No, no exactly. No, I'm, I'm usually pretty alright. But um, no, I literally I, I sleep in my shorts and my running top, and uh, when the alarm goes off, I stick my trainers on. I go downstairs. I have a glass of water, and I'm out the door. And honestly, it's in, and not to make my day sound boring, but sometimes it's like the best time of the day. I love it. The birds are singing. It's fresh. <laughs> you know, I'm getting, the, I'm getting the, 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 the blood flowing. And what I love about it is that I know I'm setting myself up to have a good day. You know, that, that's that, that may have answered the question I was going to ask. Go is because I'm sure there are loads of people going, well, I've tried this getting up early malarkey. Before. <laughs> yeah. I've tried getting up at five o'clock in the morning, going for a run at six o'clock and yeah, then coming yeah, in yeah. and doing all my work. But how many times when you first decided that you wanted to do it, how many times did you miss your run? Loads of times. Loads and loads of times, fell loads of times. To be, to be honest, first I mastered 5 a.m. because uh, I wasn't at, I didn't start at 4 straight away. Mm-hmm. I started at 5 and I failed at that for the longest time as well, you know, and, and sometimes I'll have like two days where I did it and then a day where I didn't. But because, um, as I said to you, I have, a, I have a very sort of concrete destination for who I want to be, it kind of got to the point where it was like, I, I can't fail at this. If I can't master this, then the bigger things that I want to do will never happen, ever. Do you know what I mean? It's like, if I, if I can't command my own body <laughs> in a bed at a certain time each day, how the hell do I expect it to run, you know, like this, this type of business or multiple businesses or things that are, are more complex in nature and involve more, more moving parts than just myself? So for me, I don't... I kind of view it, it isn't, but I kind of view it as a low bar. Do you know what I mean? I kind of say, like, this really is simple. And I think, to be honest, that the success that I've had with a lot of things in my life is, is uncomplicating it in my mind. You know what I mean? Tony Robbins talks about this where, you know, he talks about, you have to think about going to the gym 
and you know you break it down into a gazillion different things oh, I've got to buy these pants and then I've got to do this and then I've got to fill up the car with petrol and then I've got to buy a gym go to the gym get a membership da, 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 and you can make it and the guy who goes to the gym discards go to the gym you know <laughs> for him is one thing you know in his mind you know he's made it a lot simpler and so you know you, you I could make it oh I've got to get up and then I've got to get over that feeling of not wanting to get out of bed and then I've got to hit the alarm and then I've got to get the shoes and then you know blah 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 you know, and I just think of it as, as it's, my, it's the morning run. It's the morning run. And so if you can simplify it in your mind, um, and again, you will, you will have hiccups. You've got to be determined. You know, I think with any, any new thing, and that, that, that comes back, I feel like I'm always coming back to, to, to desire and intention. You know, because, I, because I'm very, very sure of who I want to be, I don't, it doesn't really matter to me how many times I've failed. Uh, I'm just going to keep... I just know that I'll lick it, you know, in the end, I will, I will, I will, I will lick it if I, if, if it's what I want, you know, and I think that's, that, that's kind of like my biggest message with people is that once you figure out what you want, what you really want, and so that desire is strong, and you have to, and this I put in there as well, you have to reconnect with that desire on a daily basis, because otherwise you will get sidetracked from, from that desire, or it will lessen, so um, through my visualizations, you know, I just make sure I stay hungry for the things that, that I decided in my quiet moments that I want, so that's a part of it, but once you, once you really want something, there's very few times in, in people's lives they can think of time when they really wanted something that they didn't get it, you know, it's just, it's just not something that happens, but somewhere along the line, that kind of, we kind of lose that, we, we lose that confidence that if we really want something, we can get it, we think, Oh, well, actually, the chances are we won't get it. You know that 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 that's a sort of societal um, thinking, and then and then and that becomes self fulfilling. You know because you never really try. I said this at the the, the college when I gave a talk. I said, you know, you 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 can't go into a fight and withhold effort. If you want to <laughs> win. Do you know what I mean? Like you can't you can't you know. I mean, sometimes people do things. And then, and then they don't give 100%. It's like, well, you're going to get beaten up, dude. If you, you know what I mean? If, you, if you're doing something that's difficult, the minimum thing you've got to say to yourself is, I've got to give this thing 100% or, or just don't bother. You know, th that's the other thing about life. There's, no, there's actually no pressure that's to, to be or do anything. None whatsoever. So if I decide to do something, I know I've decided to do it. And I will just give it a hundred percent because it's what I've decided to do. So I don't have any problem, you know. I don't. I don't know what people do with that effort that they don't use. It's, it's, as far as I know, it's never useful. You know that that twenty percent that they didn't give, they eight percent. Well, I know why people do it because they think that they'll look less foolish. You know what I mean? But uh, to, to to me, it's kind of silly to do do anything, you know, with your time and uh, and not give a hundred percent. So if you if you really want it, then you won't you won't be so bothered about failing at any one given time you know and, and don't yeah don't fall into that trap of oh you know i missed a day all it all is lost you know the, the world is at an end like well that's no it's not you know well, you, you'll just you'll just try again tomorrow and that's it we're probably going to end up trying to wrap this up now because i was again on yes, the hour. Just, <laughs> yeah. we're definitely we're definitely going to have you on again but definitely 100 i think there's so much more we need to talk about but I was just going to say, could you give, obviously, right now you're coming across like you're some, Yassi, you've got a lick, you've, you're some superhuman, but is there any moments from like today or the yesterday where you actually like, that you just dropped off the horse again and you kind of have to pick yourself back up? Because obviously you must still have these failures. Yes, yes, they, they, they come daily, but, but um, I, I, because I'm so, I'm very sort of, 
I haven't, I haven't spoken about this, but I am very sort of hyper aware of, of, of how I'm feeling, you know, at any given moment in time. And what I've, what I've started to do now is kind of do, even if it's like a, a five minutes, even if I just go to the toilet for five minutes and just sit and just quiet my mind and just, and just try and get, because I can always think of whatever I want to think of, right? If I decide to, to stop and, and think about something else, you know, I, I, I find that I can, there's, there's techniques that you can do, use to change your mood. You know what I mean? And so you can just put, you can just stop the slide down. You know what I mean? If, if you're having a bad day and uh, put it around. And I think once, once you've experienced that, um, you, you, you now, like I'm starting to sort of habitually learn how to turn myself out of a bad mood but even if I don't I don't beat myself up too much about it and I think I, I think anybody in life you know who who is really really hard on themselves is always going to find life hard right because they're, they're living through their own experience so kind of be impossible not to find life hard if you're hard on yourself you know all the time so in a way I always say uh, if I can I'm going to kind of remember I know, we, I know we're wrapping up now I think you have to be serious about life but not serious about things and I think people are serious about things, but not serious about their life. You know, I'm very serious about my life, but I'm not so serious about things. Do you know what I mean? If, if one thing or another doesn't happen, um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't take it too, too hard. Because generally, in my experience, I'm taking my life seriously. I'm giving things 100%. I'm giving my experience um, 100%. So any one thing doesn't really you know is is not going to rock the boat so I, I recommend that as a as a as a way of of uh, looking at things it stops you from being too hard on yourself but also helps you to approach things with a certain amount of playful seriousness obviously we're gonna yeah. we're gonna name this episode life 2.0 it's all sort of that <laughs> yeah for somebody who kind of wants to kind of kickstart their life 2.0 we also yes. have we have action steps at the end of our podcast so i would say what three things could somebody start doing either today tomorrow just to get going on their life 2.0 um i would recommend and you can make this as, as long this, this this for me is like it's just key it's just absolutely absolutely key point one is free completely free of any influence other than your own mind, sit down and think about what you like, uh, who you are and where you want to go. That, that to me is key. You've got you've to connect with what you want. If you're buying somebody else's desires, that's not really yours. How are you ever going to be happy? You can have uber success in something that doesn't really resonate with your soul and uh, you're not going to be happy. So you... People and people never do this. They never take the time to disconnect and actually have proper proper me time. Like do what you need to do. Look, book a hotel for two days out of town, you know, or, or you know, kick everybody out for a weekend. I don't know what you have to do in your particular situation, but you have got to find some time to to be by yourself and uh, and actually figure out what you want to do. There's an exercise called the uh, perfect perfect average day exercise. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's brilliant. Basically, you have you sit down and you design your perfect average day. So it would have to be your perfect day, but you, you're going to imagine once you design this day, once you write this day down, you're going to live that day every single day. So it's not things that you're going to do like a one-off. So it's like, who would you have bre- what would you have for breakfast? You know, would you, would you work out before breakfast? Would you work out after breakfast? Who would your friends be? What would your friends be like? What would your job be? And 
it just because it's perfect, your perfect average day, it, it points you in the directions of the things that you truly value. Because what a lot of people find when they do it, they're like, man, I didn't, none of my friends, I didn't want to <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to lunch with any of them, man. I wanted to lunch with this guy, you know what I mean? And so they, 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 a lot of people, it's revelatory. You know, they think the friends they've got, they don't even like, or the job they're doing. They, you know, if they, if they had to do it every day, do you know what I mean? And so it kind of gets you in touch with what you really like. So, sorry, anyway. So that's step one. Take some time out for yourself and know just free of influence of anybody else. Get to know your own desires and what, and what you want. Um... What's step number two? What's another thing that you could do? Always be learning. Always be learning um, in whatever you choose to do. You know, like if, if you're um, running a, an acting company or, uh, you know, running an online clothing company or doing a blog, just stay, stay learning about that thing. Stay learning about that thing. And always, there's a certain, there's a certain respect you have for yourself when you, when you are sort of, have a seriousness towards your craft. And I think that that, that is a feeling. Um, and being able to see that guy in the mirror every day, or girl, if you're a girl, who, um, who, who would be respected by anybody in that field, um, not necessarily, you know, for, for, their, for their approach to it, um, is, is something that I'd recommend for anyone. And that's, that's kind of, yeah, that, that that can apply to anybody anywhere doing anything. Just uh, just just have a have a respect for what you're doing enough to to always be learning about it and always look looking to um, to improve it. And uh, what could be another thing? Through trying to think, <laughs> I recommend. Yeah, vi- visualization. Visualization has has been sort of like my is my main tool that I use. I think I get in a way I've always used it because I've always had a very very vivid imagination. Always seeing things in very very, you know, I've never thought in anything other than humongous terms. And I think it's just because I've been always able to make such a vivid picture in my mind of how things are are going to be. And every person has the the power to imagine. So, in in whatever you're after. I always say for the assimilation of new mental cultures, you have to um, you have to entertain an idea. You know, when we when we think about entertaining uh, a person, you know, we have them over to our house. We prepare we you know we prepare a nice atmosphere to be relaxed for it to be uh, social. You in in your mind, in a way, you have to entertain ideas in that way. So you can't you can't have an uncomfortable environment for that idea to come into in a way you kind of have to what they call like suspend belief disbelief even suspend disbelief you know, like when you go to the movies and uh, you know you don't go in there thinking oh there's a projector behind me and this is a two-dimensional screen and you know there's no there's no such thing as mutants you know you dispute suspend all of that <laughs> you allow yourself you know, just to just to entertain the ideas that are being presented to you, and so visualization basically helps you to entertain anything new that you want to bring into your life. Like the version, the, the the you that gets up at four a.m. and goes for a run, um, even when he doesn't exist physically, um, that doesn't mean you can't entertain the thought of that in your mind. And so visualization for me is kind of key for any any positive change that you want to make. Um, don't give yourself any other pressure than to, in a relaxed way, see yourself doing that thing or being that thing, you know, in, in the way that you'd like it to be. 
and uh, that that will that will start a process that that will lead you in in, in a good way. So yeah, this is like taking some time out to think for yourself. Um, <clears throat> always learning to, in in your in your craft and the, and the thing that you're doing. And visualization, all of those three things, I, I'm an advocate for. So I'm sure people are going to love what you had to say, and they're probably going to want to get in touch with you, email you, or be around you. As you say, you're, attract, you're attracting people towards you. How, how if somebody wants to kind of get in, get in touch with you, how would they do so? Honestly, I think at the moment, I mean, I, I was, I used to be on, uh, I am on Twitter, English um, English Monroe One. Uh, uh, sadly, because English Monroe had an English Monroe account and it got hacked, and then they 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 blocked it. And they wouldn't they wouldn't accept my petition to have it reopened. <laughs> so it's a new account, English Monroe One. You can connect with me on Twitter. Although I haven't been on there tons lately because I've been sort of directing more of my uh, my my giving when I give off the you know my thoughts through my Facebook page. So I think that's just yeah forward slash English Monroe as well. So yeah, Facebook is probably the best place to connect. Obviously, you can you can send me a message as well. And uh, oh yeah, and or give or, us a brief talk about. Tell us a little bit about your t-shirts as well. How we can get? Yeah, five pound five pound tees dot com. That's f i v e pound t w e s five pound tees dot com. Uh, yeah, as I say, it's, it's it's kind of we're in it. We're we're just getting ready to launch um, a new website, and it's going to be a literal tsunami of uh, media content. Um, but as I say, what, what, what I'm really pushing is, uh, is five, Thrive Consciousness. Um, we're built on, Five Pound Tees is built on London Print Service, um, which is basically London's premier printers. And we, you know, we do the printing for Wimbledon and uh, a whole load of host of names that I could give you that would impress you, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, a lovely, lovely, lovely print print company, and so it, I just I, I had the idea to to just have a, a t-shirt line. I was doing a t-shirt line before, but all for five pounds because I was selling off some old stock for five pounds, and everybody seemed to love buying t-shirts for five pounds. So I thought I'll take I'll take this nationwide, or I'll take this international, <laughs> and it will give me an excuse to get out there and, and and meet people like yourself, and just. Just look for those people in life who are, who are looking to bloom and who are looking to thrive and who are slightly more optimistic about, you know, living a life of their dreams or certainly being involved in their in their passions and, and, and being creative and having good relationships and just everything that is wonderful. You know, sometimes we, there's such a focus on on uh, on the negative things and I just I, I just it's just not my cup of tea. Yeah, I just I, I just like to think about nice things. Funnily enough, and so that's uh, that's basically what I'm doing with with five pound tea, and uh, it really is going to be a hub um, of just you know the cool people, um, cool thoughts, and uh, yeah, cool endeavors. So. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very pumped about about where what we're going to be doing for the rest of this year, and I'm sure I'm sure you'll come across us. Cool. Well, thank you so much for your time. I'm, we'll definitely have you on again. Yeah, so I know we've probably only just skimmed the surface of what you probably want. To yeah, I like, I like to babble on. <laughs> <laughs> we like babblers. It's fine. We do we do it all week right. We do it every week. Yeah. So. <laughs> It's too, do you know what it is? It's too much reading. I read too much, man. I've got like the tens of thousands of books, vlogs, and just information. It just kind of deluges out every time I open my mouth. <laughs> yeah, but you, you curate it to your own sort of words, and it's all good. But um, yeah, wicked. So uh, yeah, thanks again. Yeah, thanks, thanks very much. Thanks for having me, guys. We'll see amazing. you soon. Absolutely. Ciao, ciao. Ciao. So. 
was a great discussion slash interview thing. I think so. What do you think, Jim? Yeah, I think it was awesome, and I can't wait to have him on again. Yeah, we'll definitely be having him back on, I think. Um, So, that's the episode. Um, I hope you really, 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 really enjoyed it, because I really, 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 really did. Um, (laughs) um, And I would say, if there's anything else you'd like us to discuss, but let's just put a good general feedback thing out there. If you've got any feedback on the show, or you know, even if you just want to send love letters to English or anything like that, I don't know. Just uh, pop us an email. <laughs> I'm sure English will be listening to this going, what on earth is he talking about? <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, send us an email. You can email me at wayne at powerfulnonsense.com. And you can email me at gem at powerfulnonsense.com. And that's gem spelled C-E-M. And um, if you want to speak to us on Twitter instead, you can tweet me at wayne underscore Ingram. And you can tweet me at C-K-Y-I-L-D-I-Z. I just want to say, uh, if you're going to tweet, why not tweet some quotes from the episode? I think there was some great little one-liners that English gave. Mm, so definitely, I'd love definitely. to see some of those tweets. And um, just to reiterate as well, I know English said this in the interview, but if you do want to follow English, you can follow him at English Monroe one um, And that's Monroe, M-N-M-O-N-R-O-E. <laughs> one, the number. Um, uh, yeah and um, also as always if you do want to thank us in any way or even just support the show please 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 leave a review on iTunes it really does help boost the visibility of the show and and help help us get the word out Um, so yeah cool Uh, so that's the episode we will catch you next time see you later